Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Be Here for a While. Today's episode of Be Here for a While is brought to you by ZipRecruiter, Everlywell, and Bombus. God, I love all of them. Get involved. I'll tell you about it. Okay? Just wait. Wait and listen. Look and listen. Think about it. All right, I'm recording this podcast. This is awkward, awkward, awkward. I am in, so, the new boyfriend whom I actually talk about on the podcast, um, the, the one that's going to come after this intro, um, it, I, so I'm visiting Indianapolis where he's from and I am recording this from uh, the bedroom of uh, one of his parents' homes and I have requested that they stay quiet downstairs. So, Greg... And his dad are downstairs just chatting, hanging out. Uh, they were previously like watching TV and enjoying their life. But I was like, I have to do podcast stuff. And I want to do podcast stuff also. Because I love you guys. But uh, so I'm, I'm like, I'm wondering how loud my voice is for them. Um, yeah, but whatever. I don't really care. Anywho's will be. Okay. Guys, we're going to have a great podcast today. But before that, I have to tell you a story. I, uh... <sighs> let's just call me Yosemite Sam that's who I am now that is some things have happened so I <laughs> so I went to go so the new boyfriend Greg he um he owns some property in Colorado so uh if you follow me on Instagram and if you don't do it uh Rachel O'Brien or Rachel N. O'Brien it reads like Rachel No O'Brien R-A-C-H-A-E-L um, he owns some property in Colorado, and uh, so I've been going out there a lot to visit him and his property. So I, I stay in Denver, which is amazing. I love Denver, love Red Rocks. I just recently stayed at the Oxford Hotel, which was gorgeous. So the last time I did the podcast and mentioned hotels in Denver, I stayed at the Crawford. This time it was Oxford. They're affiliated. They're both amazing. The Oxford, by the way, has the best staff ever. Like, if you just want to have people treat you with so much respect and kindness and they're hilarious, stay at the Oxford in Denver and hang out at the cruise room. Uh, it's like this lounge thing there. Anyways, so I sometimes stay in Denver when I come to Colorado, but I also then go to his his ranch. And um, it's it's not fully done, like the house situation but it and it is kind of off the beaten path. It's about two hours from Denver. It's in the middle of nowhere. When I say really, like I'm from a small town, three thousand people is uh, the the count of where I went to high school. But where his ranch is, look, the nearest town where you go to the grocery store or do whatever is I don't know, maybe five hundred people. It's small, small. So I'm used to small. This is extra small where they just like make up their own hours. Like whenever businesses are going to be open, it's like, it's Wednesday at 2 p.m. We're good now. We're going to close. So you just never know. So I've been to the ranch a couple times now and I was like talking to, so there's other friends that live on the ranch uh, full time and they're running a business. And I, uh, I was like, God, guys, we got to like check out the town, you know, let's, let's go hang out there and I kind of was really intrigued by the fact that it was really small and it was going to be you know I'm from a pretty redneck place 
I don't know if that's offensive to say, but um, this was to another degree. So I, I have been into the little town that's near the ranch like one or two times just to go to this grocery store. I didn't really realize how, you know, remote it was until I decided to go for a run. So I ran from the ranch to the town and was just really paying attention to everything going on. And I was like, oh, this is, this is a small town for sure. So, but I was like kind of intrigued by it. So we're all hanging out on the ranch. We have, you know, we've barbecued. We got a bonfire going. I was like, we should go, we should go out. Let's go out. Let's hit the town. And they're like, I don't think that any like bars are even open like it's it's sort of up to their discretion and I was like well let's figure it out let's call call them and so they call and uh one of the bars was like well we're gonna stay open until 11 p.m or something so I was like hit it we got time let's go rock and roll so we go into town and we go to this bar and it, it's more let's it, it's more of like cafeteria style in the sense of like it was just like linoleum floors cafeteria style tables like in the main area but then there was just this like cool tiny bar but the bar is actually the original bar from we found out like the 20s and 30s when uh, I hope I'm right on the 20s and 30s bar but whatever it used to be a hangout for like Al Capone and stuff like he had a big like stranglehold in the Trinidad, Colorado area, the Aguilar where this is. So it's it's old school and super cool. So and I, and I love this kind of thing. So we're sitting at the bar. There's three wait, one, two, three other people at the bar. And then there's just the bartender, this nice lady. Uh just very chill. Kind of felt like you just walked into someone's home that also was a cafeteria. And we we go up to the bar, we sit down, and the first interesting thing that happened is I'm I'm telling I'm explaining to Greg's friend Dan what the TV show Yellowstone is because I'm pretty into it now and I'm like oh no it's really good it's like kind of like a modern day cowboys and Indians and and I'm trying my best to explain it and all of a sudden this like awesome like fifty something year old like woman bartender slaps a magazine down onto the counter of the bar just literally like oh you were talking about Yellowstone I got a little info for you the magazine is called Cowboys and Indians which she clearly subscribed to the periodical and uh slaps it out of the bar and the cover is uh three of the guy characters from Yellowstone and I was like this is awesome and so timely and the fact that she subscribes to Cowboys and Indians magazine makes me just love life so I felt more alive than I've ever felt so she does that and then I'm like oh this is perfect this is awesome so I'm casually scrolling through the magazine trying to continue to explain it to Dan and then we start talking to the gentleman next to Dan super nice guy everyone listen everyone was super nice when Yosemite Sam comes into play it's just because I have a lot of paranoia and I listen to a lot of true crime it's not these it's not these innocent folks' fault. So uh, we start talking to the guy next to Dan. And he uh, is somewhat part owner of this bar. And it's a whole long story where everyone is just related in these towns. And talking to him, I 
am doing my best not to be Rachel O'Brien, which just blurt out annoying stuff. And so he's saying that he he had all these different careers. Like, I guess he found gold in the Bering Sea. I can't fact check check that, but we'll see. And then he was a truck driver, and he was explaining, like, the whole life of a truck driver. But he seemed like he was such a nice guy, such a nice guy. But in my brain... I was like, oh, I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts, a lot of truck drivers. That's sometimes they're scary. And so I, I I dipped my toe in the water a little bit and I was like, so are they normally, are they normal? Also, have you seen To Catch a Predator? Because sometimes they're on that. I held back a little bit. I held back. The thoughts in my head were like, I just want to ask so many questions on like what the lifestyle is like, but I held back. So that happens talking to him he's super nice then we start going down the row of other people so then the guy next to him also super nice gigantic cowboy hat rosy face reminds me of someone I grew up with and then there was a a girl next to him also remind me of someone I grew up with like when where I grew up we wore a lot of just sweatshirts all the time and like it was just always like that was our style which I've incorporated into my style now which I will dress up and then just put a hooded sweatshirt over things. So we started talking to them and it's all, it's awesome. They're nice. They're cool, whatever. And then Greg and Dan start telling them like, oh, okay. So yeah, we have like a hemp seed farm and that's what we're doing on the ranch. And, you know, granted it's just hemp seed. It's not, it has no THC in it. But in my brain, I'm thinking like, why are you telling them where we live? Why are you, I mean, I don't live there, but you know what I mean? Like silent screaming. Why are you telling them? Okay, cool. And then they're saying like, okay, this is what we do. And then this is where the property is. They're like, you know, like mile marker, whatever it is. It's exactly, that's where the ranch is. So tell them that easy breeze. They're like, oh, well, we got to come see it sometime. Also, maybe we'll come by tonight. We have this cool car. So by the way, this part, I don't know. It's explained to me later that they had, I knew they told them where it was. I did not know that the, folks responded with oh we'll come by and we have this like whatever I don't know what those cars are the ones that that, they look like kit cars or they have like they have like uh like steel beams instead of the hood of a car it doesn't matter so I don't hear this part and I'm not there for them explaining like you know or, or them accepting like oh yeah come over whatever so we leave, check out, go back to the house. And back in the house, about ready to go to bed. And all, that, all of a sudden I see like two incredibly large beams of light. Not normal headlights, just like a spotlight coming in hot. And I'm already afraid at this property because it is in the middle of nowhere. There are hundreds of acres. It is silent and scary and so murdery feeling and all of a sudden these headlights come rolling up and Greg and Dan knew that you know these people were coming no one informed me no one put me on that email list and so they go out and I'm thinking holy shit like no one's holding down the fort no one's protecting us like what do I I got to handle something. So I put on this Greg's like rancher jacket. It's like this like really heavy um, suede jacket. 
and there's inside pockets in it and I'm like I gotta protect us I gotta protect our land I gotta protect the family I gotta protect everything around I've listened to a lot of true crime I'm in it and so I decide to um grab um a pistol that was and you need you need protection there listen I understand if you are very pro-gun control I am incredibly pro-gun control incredibly but you know certain people need and it's not you can't do much with that but so they have one there for protection and so I'm like I got this guys in my head grab the pistol I put it on the, in the inside pocket of the jacket and I'm like all right I'm gonna go I'm gonna go chat I'll be easy breezy about it I walk out there Everyone's chatting. Uh, two kids have arrived, by the way. So it's the the couple at the end, and um, two uh, let's say like eleven and thirteen year old kids. And I come in hot, but I'm being cool. I'm like, all right, well, let's just pretend to chat, like, you know. And the woman had to pee, so I was showing her where that was. We're all chatting, and I'm. I walk with her, I'm directing her to where that is, and all of a sudden, the pistol falls out of the inside pocket of the jacket on the ground, and now I'm the creep. Now I'm the serial killer of a person. I look insane that I just dropped a pit, like, I don't even know how to hold a pit, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I drop a gun out of the inside of the jacket, it hits the ground, doesn't go off, don't worry. No one, they must have shot in their head. I mean, Greg noticed because he's been making fun of me ever since. No one even mentions it. And so then I just like casually pick it up and I just put it in the, put it back in the jacket. And I'm like, ha, ha, hmm, we're all, we're here now. <laughs> What's good? No one saw that. And uh, take her to the bathroom, come back. No one mentions it to me. They then take Greg and Dan on a scary off-roading adventure. And uh, I then start talking to the children that are there. It was his birthday at midnight. I start imparting wisdom on him. Like, it, I just, I'm so, I don't, I don't know if the proper word is empathetic, but I think it is where I just, I want to make sure everyone's like happy and okay. And like, I'm like, well, it's his kid's birthday at midnight, like. Shit, it's, oh, I don't, he shouldn't be here with his parents. And so I'm all kind of bummed about that. And I'm patting his head. And I'm like, you're a good kid. You know, you're going to do great things with his, your life. And <sighs> so I'm Yosemite Sam, just not a great one. Put a pistol in the inside of a jacket and that's the story. I'm not proud of it. I mean, I'm proud of the fact that I like was like trying to hold down the fort. What I'm not proud of is that I was that clumsy. The the pistol did not fit in the inside of the jacket. The, I wasn't weighing the option of the fact that you know people normally put guns like in like tight jeans, like tuck them in, whatever. You don't like do it in a flimsy pocket where it can fall out of. It's heavier than the silk lining of the jacket. All right, so that's me. That's where I'm at with life, and hope you guys are in a more stable spot all right okay tour dates i gotta keep saying um and eventually when the show happens i won't i won't say them anymore so 
We have Philadelphia, yeah, November 7th. You can get tickets at rachelobryancomedy.com. Then, Wilmington, Delaware, November 8th. Same thing, tickets at rachelobryancomedy.com. Uh, it's at the Queen Wilmington, Delaware, Punchline Philly in Philly. And then February 19th, Detroit with Kristen Doty. We're going to be at the Comedy Castle. Again, all tickets can be at those websites or at rachelbryancomedy.com. Probably easiest just to go to mine. And then March 28th, uh, Governor's Club in Long Island. A bunch of other stuff in between, but I'm also, um, I'm going to bring Kristen for a few other ones too. So, so far, Philly and Delaware are just me. I hope that you're excited about that. And then Kristen Doty will be, be with me in uh, Detroit. And then I'm going to tack her on, I think, to Long Island. So basically the format is I will do, you know, stand up up top. And then I'll bring her up on stage. We're going to do a live podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed the last week with her. Um, she was really awesome and raw and honest on last week's podcast. And um, some surprises will happen. Uh, but I'm going to, yeah, so I'm going to tack her on to, I think, Long Island, and then we're going to do Boston. I've done Boston a bunch of times, but we're going to do it again together, which will be really fun. And uh, yeah, so stay tuned for more dates. Follow me on the socials, Rachel N. O'Brien, reads like Rachel O'Brien. And now, for my guest, he is a regular on the podcast. His name is Zach Wickham. You guys know him. You love him. He's uh, appeared on Vanderpump Rules. He's you know, friends with everyone, if that's what you're into, Vanderpump Rules stuff. He's he's one of my best friends. He's sweet. He's adorable. He's hilarious. He's one of the taller people I know, one of the more handsome people I know. I just, I love him. And this is the episode where I posted on Instagram Q&A, like, what did you ask me anything? And you guys asked some really interesting questions. We had a lot of fun answering them. So without further ado, give it up for Zach Wickham. Zachary Wickham, also known as Zachary Binks. Isn't that your name from Hocus Pocus? That is my name from Hocus Pocus. You're going to need to turn your mic on, you know, before we start. Well, stop turning mics off. (laughs) It's like, what do you mean? I have to, well, I guess I don't don't have to. to. to You just unplug it. Okay. This is off to a great start. Wow, this is aggressive. Jesus Christ. (laughs) How do you really feel? It's because we've spent every day together for like the past week. Well, that's what happens when Greg goes out of town. True. You rely on your second husband. You'd probably be here even if he wasn't out of town. Like we hung out with you the one, the last day he was in town, we went to a movie with you. Well, that's true. Because we're a thruple. Exactly. You are my brother. Well, he is my brother husband and you're my sister wife. I mean, my mom says I do wear my hair like a Mormon woman sometimes. With the, like the, with the you, puff in the front. I've also seen you wear some pleated skirts, so. I've never worn a pleated like skirt. A, I do wear a lot of florals, though. You do wear a lot, lot of florals. A lot of Prairie Home Companion florals. Mm-hmm. That's very true. A lot of, what was that show? Where they lived on the front of the old one. Laura, wait. Yeah, Little House Inc- on the Prairie. Yeah, Ingalls Wild or whatever. Yeah, lots of, <laughs> lots of Little House on the Prairie. Lots of them. Yeah. I was Love actually it. listening. Um, this, someone was talking about that show on another podcast where sometimes the storylines from back in the day of shows, like you could not get away with them now. You can't get away with half of the stuff from like the late 90s, early yeah. 2000s. There was one where like a young person was marrying like an like an old, like a man way too old. There was another one where the one of the girls pretended to be paralyzed. <laughs> 
Yeah, you, there's a lot of storylines and like things you could get away with or say that just are not appropriate anymore. But then again, I think things also just keep getting a little darker because we've been obsessively watching Mindhunter. Granted, those are based on real things, but my God, is that dark. It's dark because it's real. <laughs> it's so scary. You know, actually, I wouldn't say that the show is actually like scary, scary. Oh, not at all. Yeah. But I feel like it's just like... It's so accurate and it's so like straightforward. Well, every time they flash the BTK, I get real freaked out. Well, it's very telling of what we don't think about on a daily basis. I think we about it every day. Well, you do. You're just <laughs> one of those people. And, uh, you know, I'm sure anybody that listens to My Favorite Murder or any of those podcasts, yeah, you people probably think about it every day, carry your mace like also, Rachel does. Also, girls think about it way more than guys. You're Which a is six so true. We've talked about this. male. We've I'm a girl who's going for runs and there's people circling the block and I have to like yeah. make a weird face at them like I'm a gremlin. Do you know that's my new tactic? I know. You, you've told me that you... You I just try. Your face. I just try to look as crazy as possible and make weird like well, then noises. Just smile at them currently. That's <laughs> <laughs> so cruel. Uh, but I'm, it's so true. Yeah, we've I'm already. I've already explained You've my already explained bad Botox on okay. my podcast. I think well, it's good. Well, good. Then they know. You know what was hilarious? Like a few days ago, I was like, Zach, I think it's getting better, and I smiled at you. You went, "Is it?" <laughs> I did. That was my response. So mean. Well, um, I just want to be a good friend. Well, there's nothing I could do about it. It's just time. And I didn't say Although that it's was. well over the six <laughs> weeks kidding. that were promised. Yeah, I wouldn't go back to that now. Mm-hmm. Mm. Anywho. Okay, so we're doing an Ask Me Anything podcast. We uh, posted on Insta Story uh, yesterday, and we got a bunch of questions from you guys. So It's super scary to have, like, Ask Me Anything. That's That could go... Yeah. South real fast. No one's no one asked anything weird. Okay, good. I mean, I think someone was hitting on you. Oh, well. Fine. You got a someone wants to know about your love life and it's someone you seem to know, so Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. Okay. Oh, the first one. Okay, so I thought this was Well, okay. So I went to bed at ten PM last night. Uh as it turns out that was a little too early. Because then I woke up. She kicked me out at like 9.30. I was like, I'm falling asleep. I am so tired. See, I see your tactics now. Kick me out so no, you can I, stay up. and. No, I did go to sleep. Mm-hmm. But then I got a full like four hours and woke up at 2 a.m. And was like, oh, shit. I'm awake for like at least an hour and a half. So one of the first questions that came in, and I'm not sure if they were asking for this podcast or if it was just in general because they have a podcast that's kind of about personality types, but whatever. I had nothing to do at 2 a.m., so I took the personality test. Hiring can be a challenge. As Codable co-founder Gretchen Hebner discovered, Gretchen needed to hire a game artist for her education tech company. She knew it wouldn't be easy to find someone to grow with her team, so that's why she went to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. So you get qualified candidates fast. Gretchen posted her job on ZipRecruiter and she said she was impressed with how quickly she found qualified applicants. She also used ZipRecruiter's screening questions to filter her candidates so she could focus on the best ones. And that's how Gretchen found a new game artist in less than two weeks. With results like that, it's no wonder four to five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See for yourself, guys. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at my exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash be here. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash be here. ZipRecruiter.com slash be here. Z-I-P 
R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R dot com slash be here. B-E-H-E-R-E. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. The people from That's Deep Co. podcast, uh, so they were the ones that, that suggested the personality test. And I was like, what else am I going to do at 2 a.m. besides make myself a full meal and eat it in bed and take this test? But it's, it's the, very accurate. Yep, that's 100% what happened. It's the Myers-Briggs personality type. So I took it. I was oddly thrilled to find out I have the rarest one. Under 1% of people have it, unless they say it on all of them. Well, I think there's like, isn't there two, two different types are under 5%? Of the population, and then there's like, t- I don't know. Yeah, well, no, well, mine was under 1%, I think. Well, you are very unique. <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment or an insult or. I don't think mine said anything about. Okay, so which one were you? I am the campaigner ENFP. So what does that mean? Campaigners are fiercely independent and much more than. S- Stability and security. They crave creativity and freedom, which is so true. I creativity could, and freedom. I'm the least stable person I know. <laughs> Wait, I didn't think, it didn't say you were unstable. It, it said, said more, like we are much more than stability and security. We crave creativity and freedom. So oh, I see. we don't care about being stable, which got it, got it. I feel like I live my life on very earthquakey <laughs> ground. <laughs> <laughs> I like it though. So it makes you unique. Very much so. Does it say what career you should go for? I didn't read that far into it. Apparently, other campaigners include Robert Downey Jr., oh. um, the, Robin mo- the Williams, most stable, oh, Quentin wow. Tarantino, literally some <laughs> three most unstable people. Russell Brand. There we go. Wow. Prone to drug addiction. Almost all of them. Will Smith. Okay, I'm liking okay. it. Scientology's um, your jam. You're him. And I think that's, oh yeah, none of these other. Peta Malark from The Hunger Games. I don't think you can. Oh yeah, they were do, mine says that too. It's like characters from shows. Yeah, I'm no, like, it says I'm Carrie Bradshaw and Willy Wonka. Okay. Um, not, I don't, not, okay, It's not sure. bad company. Yeah. Not bad company. Okay. Did you go to the, what career you should have? I didn't even know that was a thing. You have to keep scrolling forward. I mean, I couldn't sleep, so I was in a deep dive. Well, so basically it says, can't I fly helicopters and be an oceanographer who writes songs and cooks? <laughs> it's a big world out there and perhaps even a little too big. So basically- That's hilarious. Well, it basically means you can't, you're- Your brain you're wants to do so many things. Exactly. Yeah. And you have and you, so many- And you are ADD. I, hello. <laughs> the, that's, they are, this is actually very correct. <laughs> right? Of, Isn't it fascinating when they actually like, this is sim- similar to the- well, it's not as detailed as the Enneagram. That one is like hundreds of questions. But that one, they're really accurate. Yeah, there's also this one called Strength Finder. Mm-hmm. And it has... Ooh, I want to take that Oh one. my God, it's one of my favorite ones. Um, and it gives you five traits that are your strengths. Mm-hmm. And what the test is, it's called Strength Finder 2.0. You go through, I don't know, it's a bajillion questions. It's actually a small little book. You go through all this stuff and take the test online and it gives you your top five um, skills Mm -hmm. out of like, I think there's like three or 400 Mm -hmm. words that you could be and the order matters too. And like mine are um, woo, communication, positivity, ideation, and strategic. Mm. So that means like woo means like I'm just great with people. Mm -hmm. I can talk 
the talk same with communication i like to communicate it was such a funny word to use for that it just i lo- it's but like I the love least that that's my number sounding. one yeah. word yeah and then like positivity i'm always positive about stuff strategic mm-hmm. i th- i can think strategically about implementing things and mm-hmm. ideation means i am a big idea person yeah what's that one called again that's strength finder okay i'm gonna do that later tonight yeah these are so fun i think i think that's a paid one though Oh. Like, I'm pretty sure it's only paid, but oh. it might only be like $10, but it's really cool. I mean, it sounds worth it to me. Uh, and then what was your, what was your answers on like what your love stuff is? You know, that's where it's so accurate because, you know, as I've told people on other podcasts or I know I've told you in person, um, my last boyfriend broke up with me be- and I mean, granted, this was not the only reason we live far away, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But he was like, one of the reasons was he said, I will never love you as much as you love me. Aye. And I'm like, I know. Uh, uh, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> Should have kept that one to yourself, buddy. No, I don't care because. No, it, not you. I'm saying him. That was. Oh, him. Oh, I don't care. That's such a narcissistic thing to say. Oh, it's so Also, is. how does he know how much you like? It's like a, you're just declaring. Well, that, he like, knows because I show it and I'm. But he doesn't. That a just, good boyfriend. That just might be that you're more demonstrative or something. Like, it's just so well, narcissistic to be like, it's just I'm better than you, basically. Um, I didn't take it as that because he definitely wasn't. But, but he thinks he might. <laughs> he be. might think that. Yeah. But it's like uh, for romantic relationships with me. It says when it comes to relationships, there's. Hardly anyone around who is more excited than campaigners to share with their partners the bounty of ideas and eye-opening experience that life has to offer. Aww. Basically, it means we're clingy as fuck and want to... No, you- that does not mean that. <laughs> that was just like saying you're excited about life. That could just mean you want to go hiking with the person. Which is the opposite of what I would ever I, do. No. I hate hiking. If you have a God, hiking... God, I almost asked you to go hiking with me this weekend. Thank God I didn't. I would have just thrown away my phone. You or- go for walks. Like, I'll go, yeah, for, like, around the block. You're not I don't, real interested in, like, an incline? Yeah, or just, like, it's that's too much nature when you're on a hike. I don't know. I just Who hate hiking. like nature? If, I mean, I like it. I, yeah, it's there. Great. Awesome. I don't want to be in it. <laughs> I just want to, like, look at it in a photo. Right. National Geographic, I'm done. That's perfect. Or, like, I, if I'm at a lake, okay, fine. Oh, like, okay. You know, because then I can be on a boat or something fun where I Will can be drunk. Will you get in the lake water? Yeah, I have oh. no problem with that. Oh, okay. All right. I grew up in Kentucky. Well, I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen you at a lake before, so I don't know. I am always at the lake house when I'm home. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I'm always at lakes. So I'm like, no, you're, like, you're, you're a liar. No, no you're, you're not. Li- so are campaigners liars, <laughs> yeah, too? I'm like, no, you're not. Okay, so mine was uh, The Advocate. Um, Ooh, then- I can see that for you. And then it's a, let's see, advocate personnel type is very rare, making up less than 1% of the population, but nonetheless, they leave their mark on the world. Advocates have an inborn sense of idealism and morality, but what sets them apart is that they are not idle dreamers. These individuals are capable of taking concrete steps to realize their goals and making a lasting positive impact. Okay. That's very true though. You do, like if you have an idea or you, like I have ideas all the time. And I might maybe write like a sentence or write like half a stand up thing or do this or do that. And then I'm just like, oh, okay, next idea, next thing. And I never like do concrete. But you always, you have, you wanted to do a screenplay. Okay, done. You wanted to do a podcast. Okay, you got it. You, you always do that. So that's actually really accurate. Yeah, I don't, I, I wonder if it says I'm a planner because I'm not really much of a planner. I'm just like, yeah, I'll do it and I'll figure it out along the way. Yeah, but I'll you just are start a planner it. in the fact that like once you have an idea or something in your head, you do plan. 
Yeah, like, or I just do it. I think that's more of it. It's like meaning like there's a lot of people that will like take months to be like, okay, this is how I'm going to do it. And then they don't actually do it. Right. That's me. That's what I'm saying. Like, okay. Yeah. So that's the difference is you do it and you plan to do it. Like you, you basically say, okay, I want to do a podcast. You don't submit the podcast that night, but you take the steps to do it. Oh, it's probably something I would do. Okay. I get it. I'm, but I'm saying that's still a plan to do it and you, you follow through with it. So do you. You just started your podcast, but that's a question later that someone had. Uh, but yeah, so mine was like creative, insightful, inspiring, and convincing, decisive, determined. I don't know. You inspire me every Weaknesses, day. sensitive. I guess I am. You are very sensitive. Extremely private. I don't think I'm extremely private. I think you are. Really? Yep. Because I'm like the most open book. Like think about how many, like I'll, you know, go to the bathroom or fart or tell you I'm going to do something and you're like, okay, that's, there's just too much. I don't know. I I don't, I don't think I'm that private. I think I've gotten more private because I was, I think too open before where, and and like overly self-deprecating. And I think that was used against me. And so I think I'm more private now. Okay. I could see that. Yeah. Perfectionism. That's for sure. I have a a major problem with that. And that is not a good quality. No. Um, always, (laughs) always need to have a cause. Wait, what about, okay, let's go. These are negatives. Do I, do I always need to have a cause? Um, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't so. think that's very accurate. But go to I wanna know what your like what the um what your career path is. Okay. So we'll past romantic relationships. We'll go back to that. That one's just I don't know. Like they're looking for something major, emotional, spiritual, whatever. Um, okay, so then I go to career. Oh, and my people are they were like Lady Gaga, Nelson Mandela, Martin Luther King Jr. Okay, fuck you. Those are way better than mine. No, I got... No, there's a lot of fictional ones like Jon Snow and... Oh! Is that okay, a good one? So you get... Oh my God. You... And of course you don't fucking know. Uh, yeah, that's one of the best ones to have. Oh, okay. All right. I just... Whatever. Career paths. Uh, need to find meaning in their work and they know, need to know they're helping connecting with people. An advocate working as a Ferrari salesman, for example, is highly unlikely. unlikely. So they were saying... Um, careers in like healthcare or like a counselor psychologist spiritual guide but then they well, also you're just s- too pretty to be any of those no but then it said <laughs> advocate personalities crave creativity and they're usually they're screen screenplay writers right oh no way type of writer there yeah. you go that's your thing yeah they often pursue expressive careers such as writing effective communicators well that would be talking publicly even if it's just stand-up yeah stories screenplays Music photography. It is crazy how these, how a set of questions can really reveal your mm-hmm. habits and who you are and what type of personality you have. It's crazy. The way they do that. Because I've always thought those questions were kind of confusing. They ask the same thing over and over again but in, in slightly different, different ways. ways but, but I guess that's so how they cool. pinpoint yeah. it. Yeah. It's so cool how they do that. Yeah. So, all right. So now to the other questions. So guys, take those tests. They're kind of fun. I don't know. It's kind of cool to know what like, yeah why you are Kinda the way you are yourself yeah yeah or narcissistic i don't know <laughs> so indulgent like i'm just gonna spend some time exploring me yeah yeah anyways mm. all right so and by the way you were the first one to mention his name greg the new boyfriend i've never said his name i don't think on the you've never said it. i don't think so but i was going to anyways because that was someone's question but well, greg yeah but he he wrote in a question for us he said if you died today and became a ghost and could only haunt one person place or thing who what who what where whatever would it be and why 
So am I going first or are you? What? Excuse me. I kind of thought of mine. Okay, then you go first. I think I would haunt you <laughs> in the way that you, because you haunt me with your like creepy pedophile breathing into the phone when I call. My. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> haunt me with it. Leave me voicemails. <laughs> scare me. I think I would come back from the dead and just creep you out constantly. I mean, touche. Fair, that's fair game. I mean, you're just getting me back. Yeah. That's, that's what I think I would do. Or I would haunt a can ghosts eat food? I would haunt some like a good restaurant or something if it was a place. Right? But can ghosts eat I don't, food? Know. I don't think I don't think they can enjoy food though. I don't know. I don't know that this is a question anyone you can answer. You could look at it. <laughs> then that would be then that would be torture. So no. Yeah, so that would So, no. oh, that so I think like I'll just opposite. haunt you. That's the goal. Oh, awesome. I haunt you. Great. What's Thanks. yours? Um, I would haunt a movie theater because I like to watch movies. That's a great one. Yeah. So you could be entertained in that. And then I could seriously scare people in the scary movies. Can you imagine if you were sitting in a movie and you just felt like a gust of wind on your neck or someone like touching your hair? Or somebody going. <sighs> no. Well, that's what's going to happen to you for your, <laughs> the rest of your life. 100% what I'm doing. You deserve it. You, you deserve, deserve it. it. You deserve it every you're time I even, do it. You're not even giving a very good example of it. There's so much more detail than that when you say you you will go off on full sentences that are creepy. I will, but I will not do it on this podcast. Okay, fine. I'll do it for you. One time around Thanksgiving, <laughs> you left me a voice note that was like, I want to baste your Thanksgiving turkey. <laughs> I don't even remember that, but that's hilarious. <laughs> they're, they're usually pretty creative. I'm well, I'm a pretty creative person. You are, you are. <laughs> okay, so next question. Um, this is from Annalisa. If you could pluck one ne- negative experience from moving from Astoria to LA for me, for you from Kentucky to LA, from your memory, what would it be? This one I was having a hard time with. I th- a negative memory. I don't, I don't know if it's like if from it's- childhood or from being here. I wasn't quite sure. If you could pluck one negative experience from moving... From your hometown to LA, from your memory, what would it be? Well, I mean, for me, the negative is I'm not near some of my, you know, dearest friends and mm-hmm. and my mom and dad. Like moving across the country is not like moving a, a city over yeah. or whatever, or going away for college and then coming back. As you may remember, a few weeks ago, I discovered Everly Well, the amazing at-home wellness test that helps you better understand your health. I received my Everly Well at-home lab test, and I tested myself for food sensitivity. A few days ago, I received the results, and as it turns out, I can't eat dairy anymore. It's fine. I feel better. My skin's clear. Listen, I'm grateful for it. It hasn't been easy to cut out dairy, but thank God Everly Well told me that I needed to. Everly Well has really given me a positive new outlook on my health. Finally, I have some information I can use. Everly Well offers more than 30 different at-home lab tests from fertility to food sensitivity to thyroid and heart health. Each Everly Well test comes with super easy to follow instructions. Every test is physician reviewed and the shipping is free. Your results come from certified labs and they are sent directly to your mobile device so you can easily view and share them with your healthcare provider. Your results are personalized and easy to understand so you know exactly what they mean for you. I feel so much better knowing that, you know, there's certain things I should not be indulging in. No more cheese plates constantly. <laughs> so to start better understanding your health like I did, check out Everly Well today. And I have an offer for you guys. For 15% off an Everly Well at-home lab test, visit everlywell.com slash be here and enter code be here. That's everlywell.com slash be here 
and the code is be here for 15% off your test. Everly Well, at home lab test, your answers, your way. Okay, so your your experience would be that you had to leave your family. Yeah, or maybe just the fact that everything cost an arm and a leg here and I could have a house and not that I want a house and a and a, a husband right now. You know what I mean? Like Who that's not even want a house. I want a house so bad. Well, I don't like I, that I didn't say husband. I was like, screw that house. Yes. Material goods, Rachel, you asshole. Well, see, that plays into my personality type. I don't care about stability. I don't care about that type of stuff. I, mm-hmm. I want to live my life. And the way the way I can do that yeah. is by sacrificing having a house or having that stability back home. Because you like experiences more. I like experiences more yeah. and people and, you know, all of that type of stuff. So I think that the, I don't really feel like I'm like a, because I don't, I don't really know astrology that well. I never really feel like I'm a cancer in the sense of Oh, I'm of like, 100% my Libra sign. Really? I see, I don't ever feel it because I don't think I'm really moody. But the one thing I do feel like I am is a homebody, like a home, a nice home. And like keeping it nice is like very important to yeah, me. Yeah, that is definitely yeah. part. I can't think of a negative experience from moving. I mean, I like most of the bad shit that's happened. I mean, I like all of it. I think like it's looking, but like breakups are, they're fine. Like, you know, times I was super sad or traumatic things or whatever. Like, yeah, it hurts in the moment, but doesn't it doesn't hurt later. Yeah, yeah. But it actually helps you propel to that next thing yeah. or that next whatever. I talked about it on my intro from last week's podcast with Kristen when I went to the healer lady that she got me a session for. The lady, I already feel better. She literally was ha- like, have me write down like a good thing that came from a bad experience. But she's like, you need to get to this many. You need to, and I, w- I already wrote like 20 of them. And I was like, I already feel better. Like it's most of the stuff like, yeah, it, like those big things that happen are what shake your life up and make. And you really don't realize it until you consciously think about it mm-hmm. and consciously go through, Hey, how did that, what did yeah. that really affect or how, what came after that? Yeah. Like and then in, when you think oh, about it and sit down and write it, it's totally mm-hmm. different than just like, oh, well, that was bad. And then you don't really think about it. Like, honestly, from the, and the experience I'm talking about, there wouldn't be Greg without that. Right. There wouldn't be you and I being extra close because we, you know what I mean? Like, there wouldn't be uh, like a new podcast network that I like, but there wouldn't be some major things that are uh, kind of unbelievably of yeah. good. It's like so weird that you just think of like, oh, it didn't feel good when it happened. It's like, okay, well, it feels great now. So, so it's worth it. So yeah, stop dwelling anyways. Okay. So then, uh, also from Annalisa, how about what was your biggest culture shock from small town living to a big city? Um, parking tickets. Going from $15 parking yeah. tickets to $65, $70 parking tickets that go up to two something yeah. per ticket if you don't pay them within like 15 days. I remember actually when I went to college in Eugene and it was it would be raining constantly or cold or whatever. And I remember if it was a particularly rainy, gross day where I didn't want to have to walk far, I would pick basically purposely park in a place where I know I'd get a ticket because I was like, it's $15. It doesn't I matter. Just, I'll, skip I a do me- that, I'll skip a meal or something. I did that all the time I went, and when I went to college at the mm-hmm. University of Louisville. There is no parking and it's just like, eh, who cares? Yeah. $15? Okay, whatever. Yes, it adds up. But like it a adds $60 up, but- to $80 parking ticket, that's more than I would spend that like on a meal ever like that's like a really like, special that's occasion like a, like, special occasion meal that's more than i'd spend on a night out yeah. like that's like that's so ridiculous so i think parking tickets was like the 
big and then rent being incredibly high yeah um i feel like people can be shitty everywhere although la does attract like a certain level of narcissist and but it's way different but i feel like I it feel could like be here. anywhere yeah, yeah. but i, I do feel like it's on another level here because any other city I've ever been in is, is so easy to date. And like, I'm probably like, I feel like I'm, I, I feel like I feel not that I'm not saying I'm at like an eight or a nine or anything like that. You are, feel, you're a 10, no, 11, no, no. 12. I hate you so much. 27. I, I'm, I'm not saying like, I'm like the best, like I don't have abs. I don't. And that's kind of important usually in the gay community or whatever. But like, I, and listen, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm not, downing my looks but what i'm saying is in la mm-hmm. it's like i'm it's like everybody even if you're a 10 mm-hmm. you're a two like yeah i was that's how everybody treats everybody and it's really not the people we hang around or whatever but like a lot of people do and it's really sad i would this might be unpopular opinion because there might be a lot of girls dating in la that are like it's so hard to be a girl and date here i honestly think the gay community in los angeles has to be the hardest yeah i think sure. it is so incredibly superficial and like uh, everyone's like it's abs and tan and, and it's i i can't even imagine yeah. I, I honestly think it's got to be harder to be a gay man in Los Angeles than it does to be. For sure. Yeah. Even though there's a lot of you here, it's just, it, it's so competitive, I think. And yeah. so superficial. Yeah. That's the problem is it's very superficial and mm-hmm. no one gets past the superficiality, I feel like. Uh, it just gets old after a while. Yeah. Uh, okay. But so, we still love it. Yes. <laughs> we wouldn't live anywhere else. <laughs> I know. I do love it here. Um, okay, so Haley, she's asking about brother husband. She wants to know what his name is. You've already said it. How we met, where he's from. Tell me everything, she says. Okay. Um, I know I've had since the a beginning of this podcast, how have I? How many boyfriends, how many people have I dated? It feels embarrassing to be like, there's someone new. <laughs> when is <laughs> there not? Every episode. When is there not, Rachel? <laughs> it's shameful, but. No, you're just trying to find put myself out there yeah i'm a great dater bad. great dater yeah i don't i don't let it bother me i i like i have fun i meet interesting people if it doesn't go anywhere whatever on to the next exactly yeah it's i've never it's never given me a lot of grief um and that's not because i like have so much luck it's like i just have a perspective of like okay cool not everyone's gonna like me not everyone's gonna be for me i'm i'm not gonna like everyone you know whatever okay so his name is greg um He's definitely going to hear this because he edits my podcast. He has since the beginning. He does. That's how you met. Yeah. Well, that is how we met. Yes. Uh, so he does the sound and editing on my podcast. Um, and I remember when I first met him, I was dating someone at the time. Um, but I remember thinking, this guy could be a male model. Like, he's got, like, such a pretty face. Just He like, literally has the most symmetrical face, the greatest hair he just is a pretty. He's got. Oh, he God, has he's like, got the greatest hair. I would scalp you, him. You guys have similar hair. No, his. Well, I he has like a smaller. You don't head. realize how thick your hair is and how lucky you are. And I feel like if it ever did thin out a little bit, you'd be like, I should have never complained, because your hair is gorgeous. Okay. <laughs> so whatever. Greg has better hair than me. Whatever. It's just. It's just like the perfect hair. But my like, if I scalped him and tried to put it on my head, my head's too big. Like it wouldn't fit. I'd only be half my head. So It'd be fluffy. Yeah, it would be weird. It would, it wouldn't work. Um, but I remember thinking he was really cute. But I he's uh like two years younger than me, uh and three. I forget. He's a little bit younger, but also I just didn't. 
listen, our relationship was built on uh, me just talking at him and my podcast meeting. Like I didn't know that much about him, but we were friendly. Like, you know, he did my podcast once and then I knew he was a director and stuff and I wanted, he shot a lot of my headshots also. And like, I wanted to maybe work with him on a project at some point. And then, um, summer 2018, uh, incident happened where some long story guys, one day I'll explain it. All right. But guess what? I know Not that it, today. I know, but guess what? Maybe uh, it's offensive to anyone who thinks that I'm undermining that I was depressed. I really wasn't. I was maybe my grandma died. I was going through some shit, but wasn't uh, wasn't that depressed. Just had the wrong people in my life. And uh, anyways, so had that not happened, that was what prompted. So I wanted. I wrote. I asked him. So. I, le- I left that experience and I started writing a screenplay about it because I was like, this is fascinating to be such a fish out of water in a situation where I didn't necessarily need to be there, but I, A, got a lot out of it and B, uh, just, I think it was just such a unique experience. So I started writing the screenplay by myself, but about 20 pages in, I was like, this is maybe too personal for me to write by myself. So I don't, I still don't to this day know what prompted me to ask him specifically Maybe because he has read a lot of them? No, he's written some stuff too, but yeah. I don't know. I know a lot of writers. I went to grad school for screenwriting. Like I know I mean, people right. I went to school with, it's, but I don't I don't know. Maybe it was just like the the gods or something, like just pushing me in that direction. But I just randomly texted him one day and I was like, you want to write screenplay with me? And so we started spending a lot of time together writing that. And he was an incredibly good listener and he was so on my side and would hear like, you know, the painful parts of it. And we worked through, we wrote the script and yeah, I guess he had liked me for, I didn't know he had a crush on me for Since years. day one. Well, I didn't know. He, he, he never told me. I never was aware of it. And then, um, and then he, so he owns some ranch land in Colorado. He lives here in Colorado, uh, which is about six hours from Wichita, Kansas, where I was doing stand up. And I was staying with one of my friends who is a character in the script we'd wrote. And so he, I thought he was just coming because he was like, it'll be great for me to meet some of these people in real life. Because uh, another friend had flown in that was also um, a character. And uh, I was like, cool. And he's like, yeah, I'm just bored here on the ranch. Like, I want to come. So him and a friend drove six hours. And um, my friend Rachel, who I was staying with, we all went out after the show. And she looked at me and she was like, why don't you like Greg? I was like, well, I don't know. She's like, he's so cute. He's going to be really successful. He was like meeting with these like big ranchers for the hemp seed business. Who knows? And she was like, I don't get it. And she's like, he clearly likes you. I was like, I, I don't, none of this had ever crossed my mind ever. And uh, yeah. And then he just got the balls and we were dancing to a yacht rock band and it started raining and he kissed me. And then I don't know. And everything of, else has just fallen into place. Yeah, that's that's the story. So and now I have a brother husband and yeah, you have a, I love a husband. It makes me really happy when people I date get along really well with, uh, like really well. Yeah, and like, like you've where even we all said can hang almost out too well. Yeah, it's <laughs> you don't like when maybe I'd like some alone time. <laughs> I'm joking. Well, Greg and I are both six foot. Well, he's six foot three, six foot four. He, no, he's almost six five. He's six, six, oh, four he's six four, right? Yeah, a, I'm six four. We're yeah. both six four, whatever. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, because we found out we had the same shoe size, whatever. Yeah. Um, but we're both very loud. And oh my god, correct, they're the two loudest people. You cor- so if we're both together, it's just like your worst nightmare. It, it's, but it's also like the 
funniest thing ever. It's really cute because I think you guys are both loud because you get really excited or you have some eardrum damage. I don't know. He played in bands <laughs> for years, so I think that he might have it. But like it's well, my mom says I have a loud voice, too. Who knows? Um, but yeah, he gets along really well with you. And then Sabrina, too. Like so we're, I'm going to Colorado tomorrow and uh, we're going to stay on his ranch. And it's like basically like camping because the house isn't fully done or whatever. And Sabrina's flying in to like come hang with us for two days and like live off the land and stuff. So live that sounds like my worst nightmare. It's not really. No, he's building a, a no, home. No, I know, there. but there, the home is not there. There's no running water. I'm not I'm not there for it. <laughs> nope. Oh, it's pretty it's I like the experience. Okay. Well Sabrina can fly in. Well then. Sabrina's <laughs> from a super small town like I did. That's the kind of shit we did when we were younger. We uh we yeah. I did too. I just grew out of it. Louisville <laughs> is so much of a bigger city. My town had three thousand people in it, the town I went to high school in. Yeah, but I used to go camping in McCurry County, Kentucky, which is like okay. small and let's go camping before it gets cold out. What? did you not just hear me? I grew out of this. Let's grow back into it. I'll glamp if you can find a glamping ground. <sighs> Come on, let's go camping. It'll be we'll fun. Figure, we'll It'll figure this out later. For an okay, story. next question. Okay, whatever. Uh, yeah, fun for you to make fun of me. What are the details of Zach's love life? Um, that was next. Another question. My love life is fun. It's. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's like. Yeah, I feel like you're kind of secretive about your love life, Mister. No, it's not that Mr. I'm secret. I'm open, open about everything. I feel. No, like- I'm not secretive. I, how no okay. I tell you not secretive I just feel like there's a lot that I don't know about well I think with me I don't until it's somebody that I think it's gonna go somewhere I don't mention it yeah because I don't like to get my like bring someone around my friends yeah and it's also slightly harder with our group of friends like you can't just bring around somebody every five seconds that's mm-hmm. you know new or whatever um and so I think with that, I, I just wait till I meet somebody that's worth introducing to the people that I care most about, which are my friends. And on top of that, I wasn't even really open in my own mind because my last relationship really was a relationship that I thought was going to be like, I thought he could easily be my husband and we mm-hmm. could work through the small things that we had. No, he married the next person after me, but, um, (laughs) but whatever I, 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 um, I just wasn't ready to actually like put myself out there and date and, and put the time into it. Cause dating actually does, you know, you have to be, it takes time. You have to, you know, not cancel on them all the time Mm -hmm. to, you know, away from like, if you're trying to build a career and stuff too, I found that where I was like, I got really burnt out on dating after a while because I was like I didn't want to go out that night really I did want to go on a date but it was like if the date didn't go like really well or felt like a waste of time I was like great I had two drinks I didn't want I was out until 10 something p.m. when I could have been like working or whatever which I know makes me seem super unbalanced that all I care about is working but like sometimes it is just like well yeah but it's also during the week that's what you know you want to really focus on I know I guess not necessarily at night but at the same time it's like it's a lot to go on like three dates a week or something I mean you got to get dressed up you got to like do you know well even for me it's like that costs money the money part because at least you and this is semi-sexist but like as a girl you can probably like 
semi-assume that hopefully they'll pay for you. Yeah, and so I guess there is a benefit to that. I did get a free dinner or something. Yeah. Pretty much every time, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, how yes. many times, I was like, how many times did you pay? Never. Okay, there we go. <laughs> as, as a gay man, mm-hmm. that's not, that's none of that. Usually it's either split or... Yeah, how does that go? It just, it's not... I meant not, to ask you this on your podcast the other day. Like, is it just whoever asks for the date? How does that, what's the rule? It's, see, that that's the thing. There is no rule. So, you know, some people would say like, you know, the technical top or whatever, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term, in the relationship might pay in that moment. Mm-hmm. The Or the more the person with that's older or more... Um, like financially set or yeah, something? Yeah, I guess. But at the same time, like it's still usually when you go into one like a first date or a second date or whatever, unless someone takes the reins and says, hey, no, I've got it or whatever, it's usually like we'll probably just split it or buy our own things. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. So there's a, definitely a financial aspect for... Yeah, so I can't just be going on all these dates all yeah, the time. Yeah, too expensive. Exactly. Well, you can just go out and meet people. There's yeah, but I will say that as of now, there's certain a certain person. You got some excitement going. Yeah, I, there's a certain person that's. I think you were talking to him when you walked into my apartment earlier. Oh yeah, earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so you know, I, I feel like it's going good. So we'll see. We'll see, you know. Okay. We'll, right. we'll see, you know, we'll see what happens. All right. The elusive, but I'm feeling good. The elusive Zach Wickham. I oh, like whatever. It. I'm joking. Nothing is elusive about me. Did you know that socks are the number one most requested clothing item in homeless shelters? Well, Bombas is on a mission to change that. They created the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. And for every pair of socks purchased, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. Designed with special comfort innovations, colors, patterns, and lengths and styles, Bombas are perfect for the whole family. Get your hands on a pair of Bombas socks and your feet will thank you. Bombas has donated over 20 million pairs counting. They are made from super soft natural cotton and every pair is designed with arch support, a seamless toe, and a cushioned footbed that's supportive but not too thick. My new favorites are their merino wool socks designed to be breathable, dry, and never itchy with just the right amount of thickness. With tons of different colors, patterns, lengths, and styles, Bombas also makes the perfect gift for everyone on your list. I wear them every day, travel in them, they I run in them. They are the only, only socks I will wear when I go running. They are comfortable, supportive. I love my Bombas socks. And they're kind of a luxury. Like, they're very thick and nice, and I just love them. So, save 20% on your first purchase when you shop at bombas.com slash be here. That's bombas.com slash be here to save 20%. Bombas.com slash be here. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash be here. Lena said, um, hey girl, you were saying, okay, uh, I responded to this person on, listen, I will say it again and I promise one day I'm going to do a full on episode with one of the more epic stories you'll ever hear about last summer, but like I just keep sprinkling in. It's going to take a full on solo episode or you'll just have to watch the movie. Exactly. So, Cause we'll there see. is, there's screenplays so, coming out. I'll, uh, she's asking about that, but I'll, I'll address that at some point. Um, but I am, I'm doing fantastic. I, yeah, honestly, I, I don't think I, I don't, and not to say that it's, you know, a lot of people do have like, you know, suffer from, you know, more and more susceptible to depression. I don't feel like I've ever been one of those people. I think I've gone through like hard times, but it's not something I like actively struggle with. I think I, 
I have a good way of talking to myself in my head and convincing myself that like things are okay. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Minus the under boob sweat I have right now because we can't have the air conditioning AC on. on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I, I don't want to mi- diminish other people's experience with that. I'm not perfect or always happy, certainly, but I don't, I don't, I don't struggle to get out of bed or anything. So I, I don't know. I, f- I feel good. So thank you for asking though. But anything that it helped me from, from when I was sad was the stuff I've talked about a lot, a lot on the podcast is, you know, not listening to every dumb thing your brain tells yourself and not thinking everything's the end of the world. And, you know, being really pr- proud of yourself for the things that you are good at making a to-do list instead of just a to-do list like oh I accomplished all these things today I you know I had a nice conversation it's like there's such simple things and also the thing that's helped me is you know being active I like to run and walk and uh yeah just just basic stuff of t- just taking care of yourself not not overdoing it well I'm a workaholic for sure so I do overdo it. Okay, so then Lena also asked, when will Zach finally have his own podcast, Zachary Wickham? What? Well, that was kind of funny because I just started one. And it's really good, and I was a guest earlier this week. You were a guest earlier this week, and I cannot wait to release it. Um, I'm pro- It's set to release probably, I don't know when this podcast is going to be released. but um, Like next week. Okay, so probably within a couple weeks. um, Before the end of October, I'm hoping, because I have a ghosting episode, and I mention Halloween. Oh, that's awesome. Perfect. I need to really start releasing the episode so I can get to that episode before October. what's the podcast called? It's called The Whole Package Podcast. Um, We do have an Instagram. It's not like, you know, the fanciest thing yet, but... I'm definitely going to use it as a, like a sounding board for listeners and everything. Um, so it's the whole package podcast on Instagram and on Twitter, but we're really not going to use Twitter or I'm not going to use Twitter. Uh, and it's primarily about dating. It's mainly about dating, um, the different aspects of it, but it's also about the whole package. So like, what is the whole package you look for in life? the whole package in dating, the whole package, and just in general, in yeah. different aspects of your life. But it will mainly focus on, yeah, dating and men. Um, I've listened to a few of few of them. You, he hasn't released them. But, like, I like the way he talks about, and he he had a co-host for a little bit. She might come back in and out. Uh, yeah, or you'll have rotating ones. Yeah, I did have a, a co-host that we um, tried it out at first. I, I don't think because her job, she is all over the place. It's very hard for her to like <laughs> yeah. be in one place at one time. So I think just the four, epi- the first four episodes will be with her. Mm-hmm. And then from then on, it'll just be me and a guest. But I really like the stuff you guys talk about. Like one of the things you talked about was why are we not looking at what our green flags are? Why are we only looking at red flags? Like that was a good one. I loved, uh, on our little spoiler for our episode, which was so much fun. He found this article of like, Oh my God, how- the best article I, that has ever been written it made my in, day it made my life like it was like from the 50s and it was like how women can find a man to marry him it was the most ridiculous 129 ways 16 people basically wrote down all these things and they were and they were basically like have your car break down and see if a man will help get lost at a football game trip when you walk Don't into tell a them room all. <laughs> i know but i'm just saying like they're like 
it's basically like be a moron, but and be clumsy. Yeah, but also, but it, one of them was like make a lot of money. It's like it was all it, it was all over the place. And yeah. yeah, but it was great, and I really I think this is going to be a great podcast, and I really hope um, one of the things I want to accomplish with it is have it be very positive, be very. Um, uplifting mm-hmm. and be a podcast that is not just based in opinions but based in facts so mm-hmm. anything we talk about I want it to be to have a backing in actual facts yeah. so if we talk about something I want there to be a statistic or an article or something that supports what we're saying and not just giving an opinion because mm-hmm. I feel like there's too many opinion shows yeah with like, like on Fox News or on this or on that and it's like okay, but what are the real facts? Like, are we talking about the real facts or are you just going to give me your opinion that doesn't matter because they don't match the real facts? Yeah, totally. And I like that it's not just two people complain or people just being like, dating sucks. It's like... Right. It's like, and we give our own personal, like I give my own personal stories with everything. Because dating doesn't suck, actually. And if you think it sucks, you're probably not going to attract anyone. You're putting out the wrong energy. Well, and one of my segments that will be on most podcasts is called Dating Disasters and we give like what a disastrous date, but it's a f- in all in good humor. It's yeah. all in fun. Like everybody goes through for bad every dates. Disastrous date. There was a good one. A good too. one. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Meredith, for both of you, what's your favorite memory slash story of one another? I think I'll I let know you one. go first. Um, I think it was when I almost didn't go to see Tom Petty because it was with Kristen and Carter and I didn't want to be a third wheel. But we convinced you to go. So I was like, all right, I'm definitely going to go. And it was such a wonderful time. You actually enjoyed it. And it was Tom Petty died like shortly thereafter. And I would have been so heartbroken if I didn't go. And it was also just like that wasn't necessarily your type of music. But you went and you were like fun with me. And it was like I would have so regretted that. So you were definitely like there for me on that. So that one. I'm always here for you. I know. What's your favorite? Um, God, see, that's the problem is there's like so many. But one of my favorites would definitely have to be Britney's 28th birthday, 29th. The one where we went to Vegas. Okay. But you flew in the day after. Mm -hmm. And then it was me, you, Britney, and Stassi. Oh, it was great. Because it was with the girls of the cast – so all, like, I don't know how many, nine of us, however mm-hmm. many there were. It was so much fun with everyone. But then when it was just me, you, Brittany, and Stassi, I just feel like it was just so special. And, like, we just had the, we had nothing planned. And then we had the most epic night ever. Yeah. Like, we j- we ran into random vice presidents of the casino. And they're like, come to our Hakkasan oh VIP it was crazy. table. Oh, and I tap and danced in the club. Yeah, and it was just like, and we all stayed up till like ridiculous hour. It was just so much fun. Which you know is what I mean? like so rare. That I mean, That's why you remember that's what, that's it. That's probably why I remember it because yeah. I've never seen you stay up that early. Now, granted, you did when me, Brittany, and Stassi stayed up the rest of the night until seven or eight in the morning. You did go to your own room. But I stayed up then, till but, at least three or four. At least three or four. Which, which is, is magical. Saying, I was like, that is saying a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to finish Lena's question. She also said uh, after the podcast, "Are you good? Still good with Stassi? And is there beef with Kristen making you take sides?" And then she said, "The podcast of you two together are always the best." But Zach is coming close. Okay, uh, no beef that I know of with Stassi. I think we're all just really busy. Yeah, yeah. And Kristen does not care. She's not forcing me or anyone to take sides no it's Kristen's just, actually the opposite she's like I don't want you to take anybody's side like yeah it's just I think, all I think people have like seasons ups like, and downs exactly. Kristen's newly single so I'm hanging out with her a little bit more like you know uh 
and Stassi's, you know, just got engaged. She's like, her and Bo are always together. And they're on tour. Yeah. And, well, I know, but we right. go, I mean, I go on tour too all the time, but it's not, it, it's, it's too, it's too much. Like where everyone's just traveling yeah. and move, you know. Um, but I think, I think a lot of it has to do with the Kristen's newly single. So she's just more available to hang out with, you know? And I think couples naturally gravitate towards each other when they're all dating to hang out. So it just it feel it's like Stassi uh, and Bo are hanging out with Lala and Randall and Katie and Tom more. And, you know, yeah. and, and I have a, my, my boyfriend's new and he's he doesn't really know our friend group. It's kind of, you know. And he's always gone. <laughs> so yeah, seriously. So, yeah, it makes sense that, like, um, I hang out with more of the single people because Greg's gone a lot, too. Very true. Um, so yeah, so everything's fine. And you'll hear Kristen last week, if you haven't listened to the episode yet, she breaks down her whole situation with, uh, Stassi and Katie. So, uh, okay. What travel from Amy, what travel location is on your bucket list? And do you believe in past lives? For me, it would be Japan. I really want to go to Japan. And do I believe in past lives? Yes, I think so. I've never really researched them that much. How about you? I 100%. I don't know if I, like, here's my thing. Could it happen or could uh, past lives be real? Absolutely. We live in like a multiverse. Like who knows what yeah. is really anything? Like yeah. we don't even, we could literally be living in the matrix. Totally. And we wouldn't know. But um, I do believe in past lives because I've always thought that I was Egyptian in a past life, but not just like a regular Egyptian. I definitely was like royalty Egyptian. How, how do you, why do you have that feeling? Because I have a very strong connection with cats and with Egypt in general. Like every time I think of Egypt uh-huh. or think of um, certain, like I know a lot about Egyptian culture and Egyptology is so um, fascinating to me. And the fact that it was like basically the first civilization and we really discount it a lot, but like, we're always like, Oh, well it's only, you know, Egypt only goes back. Like, I don't know, like less than 20,000 years when really, if you look at like the full timeline of things, mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's probably, that was the first civilization. It was much larger than it was and everything. And, I don't know. I just love Egypt. Yeah. And so I always is that your feel a strong location too. It's not actually really because the Middle East is just very crazy right now. So it's yeah. not, I do like, would I want to go? Yes. But I would want to go if I could go back in time and go to ancient Egypt, that okay. would be great. Um, no, my bucket list list is Hong Kong. Okay. I love, so we both want to go to Asian countries. I, I, for some reason, I feel like I'm more drawn to Japan. Well, but. see, I want to go to Tokyo and Japan too. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also heard that if you're a tall white man with blue or like a tall white person in general with like blue eyes that you are like, they will just like, people will just come up and take pictures with you. Oh my gosh. And my friend just was in Hong Kong and it happened to him. He was with a celebrity and the person asked to take a picture and then he goes, sure. And then because he was going to pick up the camera from the person yeah and then he the guy hands it to the celebrity instead of my friend and takes a picture with my friend and he she's my the celebrity's like wow okay i see how it is like that's hilarious it was so crazy so i just i think that'd be a really interesting i, I want to go with you there i'll be the person that takes all the photos perfect so i'll yeah i'll be your like assistant <laughs> um okay uh gosh there's so many more and we're already at 50 minutes but we'll try to do them quick uh let's let's just pick like two but i can't okay uh let's swim to the moon 
I didn't know what their real name was. Uh, where do you get your confidence? Uh, my parents just always instilled it in me. They refused to tell me I was fat when I was fat when I was little or tell me I needed to go on a diet. I just, they always built me up and uh, that's carried into adulthood, maybe to a degree that I should calm down a little bit. But that's for me, I just was raised with it and they told me I could do anything and be anything and yeah. I would say it's actually uh, a a lot of my grade school teachers Mm -hmm. definitely like not that my parents didn't but Mm -hmm. like my grade school teachers were definitely really the biggest cheerleaders like shout out to Miss Clem you're amazing and probably my biggest cheerleader ever like I went to get grad school she's definitely listening to this I went to (laughs) I'm gonna send it to her now (laughs) um but I went to I got my MBA went through grad school because she was like you know maybe you should do and I was like you know what why am I not doing but she gave me the confidence to just like be like yeah and she always believed in me a lot of my like I got really lucky with my grade school and I know that's so weird, but it's like K through eighth. I feel mm-hmm. like those are such formative years. Oh yeah. And I went to one of the top ones in Kentucky mm-hmm. and I just had the best teachers yeah. and I just am so thankful. It's your, it's your formative years. I think that really do. I mean, I know that you can, and you can change how you feel about yourself later, but when it comes naturally, I think it's because you were treated, you know, you were built up when you were a kid, but listen, guys, you can always turn that around. Yeah. Yeah. Trust me. You can, you got, you just, you know, make friends your family if your family sucked and you, you just learn to Or make value friends yourself. your family anyway, even if you're... Because, like, I don't have any... I'm an only child. Yeah. I have no brothers and sisters. Yeah. I was... friend. My friends were my family. You know, like, were part of my family. Yeah, totally. Uh, really quickly, uh, are you still friends with Annabelle DeSisto and Jacqueline Marfuji? Jacqueline, yes. Haven't talked to Annabelle in a while. Wish her the best. Uh, would Zach want to be on VPR? And any funny stories about Brittany? Can you do that quickly? Um, I mean, I'm the... I guess we don't I'm, have to rush it. I think we're just so hot in here because we had to have the AC Probably. Up. I guess we don't need to rush it. And who cares well, if we, we go we over? we both have like birthday dinners too. It's fine. Yeah. Um, uh, as far as VPR, um, I'm the number one background character. So I'm, I'm chill with that. You think you're the number one background character? You're like, bitch. Uh, whatever. No, I don't even you want actually, to be. No, I know. I really don't want um, to be involved. And then funny stories about Britney. Sorry, those are confidential. That's how Aww. friendships go. I mean, I feel like funny stories about Britney are just like, I'll give some. I just think she's the most happy person to be around. So like if you just go hang out at their house, like with her and Jack, she's just always singing and dancing and listening to country. Like she's yeah, I was like, we always, she's okay, just a actually, ray of light. Here, okay, I'll give this a, the, a funny story. So basically, Britney and I decided, or I guess... Brittany decided she was like we should learn Sierra's Stephen told this on the podcast already oh he already did okay well that was oh well that was my favorite I would say that's like one of the funniest stories we taped dishcloths to our knees and tried to learn a choreographed Sierra dance so how did that go um you know what? Nobody sees any footage, so I'm going to go with... It went great. It was great. It was She's great. probably going to hire you guys. <laughs> um, do you ever Sarah's want- reaching out now. Uh, someone asked if we get paid for the Vanderpump cast. No, because we're not on it. <laughs> so that was pretty quick to answer that. Yeah. Um, um, but we have other careers. I mean, I certainly have, don't have any interest. Uh, are you going to get any pets? Grace A. Tomlin. Yeah, eventually when I have a house. I travel too much. 
I mean, I'm. I love other like Kingsley and Monroe and Bowie. Oh my God, Bowie's like one of my favorites. <laughs> so and, like cute. they're and Luda. Luda is always a whore for me. Mm-hmm. Um. Were you friends with Bravo peeps before they started? Uh, yes, I was been friends with them for the entire time I've lived in LA for the most part, or mo- half, like half the cast. Who was my favorite podcast guest this year so far? It Win- better. No, it was Wendy McClendon Covey. Oh, sorry. You know what? I'll, if she if was really great, really me, honest. Yeah, she was really. She's so down to earth. I'm like, you're a big movie and TV star. Like, you don't need to be so amazing and sweet and down to earth. Like. And she was just really honest about her life and her story. So, Wendy McLennan Covey. Oh, I love that. I love that when you meet somebody that, because like I do, I have always really admired her and her acting, even with Reno 911. Oh, like at the, that show she was is, so funny. She is, she's a very underrated actress and it's really sad that she doesn't get more. She gets a lot actually. Well, no, no, but she doesn't get more attention or like. I don't know. I, think, I feel like I she deserves she, more. I think she does. I just think it's a different. I think you're comparing it to like, okay, so like our reality friends might be like they have more followers or more famous or whatever, but it's a different type of thing. I think that she's going. Oh no, for, I so. meant like she should win the Emmy. You know what I mean? Like every yeah. year. You know, I'm just saying yeah. like in that regard. She's but no, amazing. I just think she's amazing. Yeah, I agree. and to learn that she's like down to earth just makes it that much better because. We're, you know, so we're wonderful, but we're both around celebrities all the time. And some of them are just not great. Mm-hmm. Some of them are wonderful, but some of them are not great. And yeah. it's like, uh, it's, it's re- so nice. She, when, she it's refreshing even, like, live when you in meet Hollywood. She lives like in Long Beach and she's married to the same guy that she's been with. Forever. She's just really chill. Um, Zach, did you ever see the guy again from dating? Uh, <laughs> unfiltered. It's no filter. No though. filter. Yeah. Did you? Um, we see each, he works at a store in WeHo and we bump into each other all the time because obviously, you know, the neighborhood is only so big and mm-hmm. so many gay bars, which actually you would oh, you think do bump into him all the time, all the time. Have I ever met him with you? I don't think so. Hmm. Um, he was not real happy. He, he, him and I were like real cool until the episode actually aired and then at the very end of the episode, what? I say that like he's a four of kisser because he pulled away or so. I don't know. I was drunk by that point. Did y'all not see how many tequila <laughs> shots I took? But um, no, like I said, I was so sorry. Like that's obviously not what I meant. And we're totally cool now. But um, yeah, I see him out every once in a while, but we don't hang out. Okay. Um, and that was Sarah stoned again. <laughs> What's her name? Um, uh, Michaela D. Stevens wants to know if you can please dish a little bit about James gossip. I'm very anti James. I mean, I, I don't know why I'm thinking that she's talking to you. Cause I feel like you sound off on that or you sound off more on Billy Lee stuff. Mm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty aggressive towards both of them. Okay. So you, you give me some, give her some James gossip. Well, see, here's the thing. Um, the, you know, especially with like got. I don't like to gossip in the regards that if he does something that is bad, Mm -hmm. then I'm just going to say, I'll just voice my opinion. Like, see, this is why nobody likes you or this is why whatever. Like when he does things that are, that deserve that. But if he doesn't, then obviously I'm not going to talk bad about him. And it's not even that I don't like the guy. It's like, I just, if he does something that's bad, it's like, dude, learn, just Mm -hmm. learn. But I feel like maybe he is because he hasn't he hasn't had like an outburst lately. Yeah. And I feel like from what I've heard and seen, he's doing OK right now. So on and, you know, honestly, I'm the first one to hold people accountable because mm-hmm. I hold myself accountable yeah, I when I do stupid stuff. I haven't heard that much stuff. about him lately. 
but yeah, like he, I feel like he's doing, he's, which I'm, I'm proud of him. Like if he is turning over a new leaf, my thing is I don't hate anyone. I don't have issues with anyone as long as they're like, sorry. And they, and they actually try to change the behavior Mm -hmm. that they're exhibiting. And when he's doing that in those moments, yeah, it's like good for him. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm sure that's not the bashing you wanted, but that's, no, I, I, I'd prefer not to talk shit about people. Exactly. I don't, Listen, I don't care enough about anything. <laughs> I care about like building people up more than anything. Exactly. But uh, my loyalty will always be to Kristen in that oh, respect. Oh, 1,000%. But, uh, the same girl asked if you can do a Screwed Up Stories podcast. He already did one. So check it out. Well, Zach Wickham, thank you so much for doing this. Tell everyone where they can follow you on the social media. At Zach Wickham, Z-A-C-K-W-I-C-K-H-A-M, on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And Periscope, if that still exists, but I, I do have it. I um, Also it? on Tinder and Grindr. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, Tinder and Grindr. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think you can search that way. Hilarious. All right. I love you guys. Follow me. DM me on the Instagram at Rachel, R-A-C-H-A-E-L-N-O-B-R-I-E-N. Hope to see you at my shows. Philly, Delaware, Detroit, Long Island. There'll be more. LA always. Probably New York. At some and point maybe. Soon. And maybe. Oh, Zach and I will probably do a... Kind of how Chris and I are doing uh, in Detroit. Like, I'll do stand-up up top, and then we're, I'll bring her on stage, and we'll do a live podcast. Zach and I want to do a similar format in Louisville or Lexington, Kentucky. So <laughs> if you're from that area or would like one or the other. how far are they the from other, each other? They're like 45 minutes to an hour, depending. I feel like I get more messages from people from Lexington. Yeah. So maybe we have to go to Lexington. But, yeah. like, sound off and let Rachel know. Yeah. All right. Love you guys. Bye.